0: Wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian regional coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our uh, privilege to welcome you to the program today and we are inviting you to be part of this uh, uh, hour as we are uh, going to look at a very interesting uh, topic I will say today and you know by now uh, if you are a, a faithful Faith FM listener uh, that uh, we are inviting you to be part of the program and you can send us a text message with your thoughts, a question maybe, even a prayer, if you like to pray for somebody or you like us to pray for you, we'll be very happy to do that. And you can send your requests, your prayer requests, or a comment to 4 Please have this uh, number um, safe, ready there, because we are going to come to you a little bit later with an offer which we have for today. A wonderful book, uh, uh, Spirits of the Dead. You may want to know a bit more about that book, but we'll come a little bit later with the code, which we have um, prepared for this book. And you just need to send us a text message again to uh, the same number. But it's good to have uh, with us here in the studio, Tracy Papandreou. Welcome uh, to the program, Tracy.
1: Thanks, Nick. Hi, and hi to all the listeners.
0: Now, Tracy, um, I was just looking at the schedule uh, a little bit and uh, in a couple of weeks' time, you may take a little bit of a break, uh, go holiday, maybe yes. uh, a- anything exotic.
1: Uh, yes, I'm actually off to Paquette to a wellness resort. I'm saying to people, the, the uh, kilometres are clicking by and I'm going for a lube and oil change. <laughs> So, wow. you know, just refining some of those health points and, mm. uh, Learning a bit with workshops and all of that kind uh, of stuff. Starting
0: to envy you already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, uh, yeah, it's good to to have you with us uh, today, Tracy. And uh, for those of you, my um, dear friends, listening uh, there, if you haven't heard yet, uh, Tracy on the radio, you may just tune in the first time today, and you are very welcome uh, to this program. Tracy lives here in South Australia, goes to Brighton Church, and is very passionate to share about God. Uh, and from the Bible and that's what we do these programs now also online we have uh, David Elima from Family Voice Australia David are you hearing us?
2: Yes Nick great to be with you and Tracy once again
0: It's good to have you with us, uh, David, yes. Hey, uh, David, we have a very um, challenging topic, I will say, today, and we even had some challenges before we went on air. Uh, Just to think about this, because we are talking about this um, theme, uh, death and the paranormal. Is there a link? You know, a lots of things can happen around, and uh, you may wonder where that comes from. Uh, we are uh, going to ask a question today, uh, David and uh, Tracy and my dear friend listening, stay with us for this hour because we are going to ask this question. How did Christ respond to paranormal attacks? Now, already we ask few questions during the week, uh, such as, uh, is the supernatural real or is just a fantasy or whatever, you know, going on? Another question is the paranormal just innocent fun, and some people can uh, fall into that trap, thinking that that's yeah just a little bit of fun doing things, but not knowing actually the down deep um you know the substance of these things, and uh, it could hook people in and then uh, really mess up uh, the the whole life. then another question was asked um, what does the Bible say about astrology, channeling and mediums. I believe that was very important, you know, and if you miss some of these programs, I always want to remind you, my dear friend, listening, you can go back and listen to some of these programs and you go to faithfm.com.au or if you have our app, or if you don't, I'll encourage you to download it, Faith FM Australia, and you can listen on demand. The other day the question was asked uh, how should the biblical Christian relate to supernatural in films and gaming. Now, I think this is very important because we live in these times under the pressure of uh, media. And um, we are bombarded, to say so, and the young ones, and not only, but, you know, everyone bombarded with everything, from Hollywood, from, uh, uh, you know, social media, with all sorts of things. And we are going to talk today a little bit more about a few things going on right now. But again, the question which we'd like to address today is uh, how did Christ responded to paranormal attacks? Because in the end, we need to uh, look at Jesus learn from Jesus and uh, being able to to find ourselves in, in a safe hands, you know, in God's hands and allow him to take care of uh, all our uh, needs. But coming to you, David, uh, right now, if I could, uh, because really a few things uh, just going on um, uh, recently. And I look at a couple of articles. Uh, I was thinking to uh, what should we talk about, you know, under this um, segment, World Watch. And I look at a couple of articles, but I come across something which you are very involved in, and I would like you to take us through this. The title is a Shocking Rejection of Human yes. Life. Now, David, I believe you've been interviewed and you spoke about these issues just recently. Would you be able to take us through a little bit uh, that issue? Sure.
2: Well, I look forward to speaking to senators uh, on Thursday morning as part of a public inquiry, but... Uh, ahead of that happening, there's been a really uh, disappointing, in fact, appalling rejection of human life. It's been made by the Public Health Association. Mm. I just need to back up and explain the situation here. Uh, two senators, uh, Alex Dantic and Matt Canavan, are aware, as we all should be, but few are, that a number of babies, are uh, they, they survived the abortion process. It's something like about one per week, or one every two weeks, somewhere in Australia, a Mm. baby subjected to abortion, survives the procedure, and is just left to die. Wow. It's unbelievable, this is happening in a so-called civilised nation with a a Christian heritage. Mm. So those two senators want to pass an act of parliament, they're calling it the Children Born Alive Protection Bill, and they presenting this to the Senate, and a public inquiry is underway. So I'll be addressing that um, uh, on on Thursday morning. But um, the the head of the Public Health Association has rejected the bill and accused at least one of the senators of basically trying to gain political mileage from Mm. the whole exercise. So the Public Health Association, it exists to promote health and the well-being of all Australians, so I would have thought that they would have included a newborn Australian babies mm. who, who have, uh, have been subject to abortion uh, and it, it's not been successful in killing them, uh, so there they are, should they not be cared for, should they not be protected, so very disappointing matter has arisen this week with that and um, yeah, we, we've made our views uh, very plain to the media
0: yes thanks David for always standing you know for these uh, things and uh, mm. I know that from uh, Family Voice Australia uh, you know as a spokesman and you know the director of Family Voice Australia y- you are very concerned and disturbed uh, when these mm. sort of things are um, happening and in the public uh, mm. places and people who are called to represent us in a different way taking uh, some time uh, sides you know and um, encouraging some things which, yeah, um, I I don't know, very questionable. And I'm not yeah, uh, Tracy, you're about to say something here. I just
1: wanted to make the point that for all of the listeners, if we can be praying for David and that inquiry on on Thursday, I think that's important. Prayer is powerful. And Mm. uh, David, we know that uh, there's an adversary that does not want uh, any of these outcomes to come through. So just know that uh, certainly myself my prayer group we will be praying for you but i just invite all the listeners to also join us in praying for david and and those who are part of that on thursday
0: now thank you so much tracy for uh, mentioning that uh, indeed we'll uh, we'll do that and um, uh, david uh, uh, also talking about this uh, i just read a disturbing uh, also article about uh, two elderly people uh, who were badly bashed you know uh, uh, because they were pro life because they were just uh, staying in front of uh, institution and just praying that uh, you know abortions uh, will not take uh, take place you know uh, mm. Uh, any, any thoughts in this regard? I know this uh, happened in uh, America, but uh, mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, some other things in the UK when uh, mm. again a, s- a lady was abused because of, uh, by the police actually this time, mm. um, that she was staying in front of that institution and uh, just praying uh, silently. And now these two elderly people, you know, like one I think was 80 years old and uh, another one 73 or something like that, they were badly bashed. Yes,
2: yes, it's bizarre. This is in Maryland in the United States. At least these two elderly gentlemen are able to get near to the abortion clinic to pray Mm. because in South Australia, and it's the case uh, in many jurisdictions now in Australia, you're not allowed within 150 meters of an abortion facility even to silently pray wow. uh, it's most disturbing so uh, last year the, legis- or the or perhaps it was the year before now time flies, the legislation was passed to prevent people uh, ostensibly harassing women and others going in there in relation to abortion now this is solving a problem that doesn't exist mm. um, because no one was harassing anyone but I've prayed many times outside the abortion clinic uh, I've been questioned by the police there in fact um, even though I was, ma- I was uh, ma- making no public outcry. Uh, I was just uh, just quietly going about uh, ministering there. And these two guys unfortunately have been severely beaten, but uh, abortion is such a polarizing matter. And unfortunately, if you if you believe that babies can be killed in the womb, then why would you not logically think it's okay to beat an 80 year old and a 73 year old? So it's this culture of violence that we've taken to ourselves. The scriptures are so full of God's great concern mm. about violence happening uh, and the shedding of, of innocent blood. So Christian people really need to pray about this issue, as Tracy has indicated.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed, David. And as we are talking about these things, seems like that is not any regard for life. The most precious gift we have. And, um was, uh, Well, just everything
1: be- is twisted around, isn't it? Yeah. It's all about uh, the rights over my body mm. rather than the rights of the child. I mean, we're told that towards the end of time, what's right will seem wrong, what's wrong will seem right, and we're certainly seeing more and more of that.
0: Yes. And uh, just before we went on air, I was able just to um, watch some of the news and disturbing news here in Australia, where in this very short uh, few days, I mean, uh, um, two young uh, people were, were um, killed. You know, uh, you may recall that um, uh, father uh, and son, uh, I think 15 years old son or 14 years old, uh, they were uh, killed and him. I presume I, that's in in uh, still in question that the father um, took uh, his son's life and there was another three year old child mm-hmm. that was killed just a few days ago and, uh, as I said, I don't know what's going on it's just what's going on uh, people don't have any any regard for life and even for themselves. I heard uh, on my way to the studio uh, uh, Turbulent story, but that came up to be very good outcome that the person was changed, but it had a deadline for uh, suicide. Already planning for and God intervened and praise God for that. That's what we are doing, these sort of programmes here to bring the awareness to everyone that uh, there is hope. There Amen. is hope, and my dear friend, listening, if you are disturbed of some of these things we said, please seek uh, seek advice uh, and visit those uh, hotlines. Um, anything, David, uh, would you like to say?
2: Yes, uh, we touch on some fairly deep, delving matters on this show, don't we? And we don't want to upset people. Yes, uh, we do want them to be challenged, but we want also people to place their faith in Christ. Uh, who is our hope and uh, Jesus said do not let your hearts be troubled so even though we must face squarely some of these awful matters uh, we should do so with hearts which are full of peace which is uh, different to the peace that the world gives it's uh, peace from heaven mm-hmm. and and that's what we need to seek but we do certainly encourage any listeners to seek any professional counseling or assistance if they at any risk of of self harm or self injury, uh, or or um, just need someone to talk to.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, I'm going to look to an article now, which is a bit linked with what we are going to talk about. Uh, remember again that we are um, we are going to talk about uh, today death and the paranormal. In uh, is there a link? And our question today is: How did Christ respond to paranormal attacks? Now, saying that. I was looking to an article which I will come in a, in a moment, uh, but just before I'm doing that, I would like to uh, mention to our listeners that uh, you have a line open to write uh, some messages. If you are concerned about the things which we said, or you have an opinion, or you want to say something, the phone number where you can send a text message is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Also, I would like to give a big shout out to our friends in Kupapidi because uh, Fate FM is going live in Kupapidi right now. We were able to to put a, a station up there just a few days ago, and uh, I will say hello to everyone there and. Um, I would like to thank Brent and uh, Marion Jones for their great support and help from Cooppedie. David, this article which I'm uh, talking about, it's uh, entitled Upcoming Disney Plus mm. Series to Feature Girl Who Gets Pregnant by the Devil.
2: It's hard to believe, but uh, Disney, which... Is traditionally associated with uh, happy family times, watching cartoons uh, and other uh, family-friendly uh, programs. Uh, it's it's not the mainstream Disney, I must say. It's the it's what called what's called Disney Plus, which is the live streaming platform of Disney. Yes, but I would suspect that old uh, Walt Disney must be turning in his grave to think that uh, that the company that he's founded would stoop so low as to take this action.
0: Yes, uh, what I was uh, thinking people try to do and the enemy we are talking here about the devil and we are going in our program to look a little bit more in in detail about his uh, way of uh, of um, conducting himself and attacking people in all sorts of aspects very cunningly we know about um, our Lord Jesus Christ being born from uh, you know from God uh, through a virgin why not the devil to try to um, to imitate and to match it And it's amazing. You know, uh, when I looked at the article um, here, a few few thoughts just came in my mind and I thought, oh, wow, we talked about here the counterfeit of the enemy of the devil in many aspects of God's truth. And now he's working along the line with all these things which we just talked before, David, uh, about uh, life and pro-life and all those things. And now uh, putting this one I will say cunningly, into the yeah. picture, what are your first thoughts? I mean, Tracy, what what is your reaction just to look at uh, this uh, headline here?
1: Apart from being completely stupefied uh, initially, uh, I just kind of think that this is another thing. There is so much going on where our young people are being attacked I think it's a, a continuing bombardment, if you like, but done in such a subtle way of trying to normalize things which are not of God so that we have young people growing up with ideas that are further and further away from what we know are part of God's God's plan. And I actually, I'm just going to quote some, mm. something from this article because I, I uh, can't help but hear this coming direct from the the mouth of the enemy. This is a quote from the people who are making the series. For a long time, the series has been and still remains a project very close to our hearts. Uh, We're thrilled that Disney Plus loves this coming-of-age story as much as we do, and that we've now been able to begin filming with such an amazing cast and crew. You know, it's taking something which is very dark and rejoicing mm, over it mm. and rejoicing that this is going to uh, that they've got the green light to have this in front of young impressionable eyes we know that the brain is not fully formed until you're in your med- mid 20s mm. we know that more and more societies putting children in positions where they're trying to make decisions um on adult themes when their brains and their minds are not actually even mature enough and formed enough to be able to do this and so by this kind of thing producing this kind of media and putting it in front of young eyes yes. that do not have the processes to mm-hmm. be able to discern properly around fantasy and reality etc I just think this is this is of the devil,
0: mm. of the devil. Even. And you know, from, from all fronts, the attack is here now to not to be able to even uh, teach, lead, educate, nothing like that, mm. our young ones. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know where, uh, where we're going with this, uh, to be honest.
1: Well, it's sometimes, you know, you, you get the arguments that anything that's got to do with Christ or God is is somehow an affront to put that in front of young eyes, and yet something like this topic
0: mm. is okay. Yeah,
1: it's it's yeah. strange. I you know, to me you can see that that you know um, we don't war with flesh, but you know, principalities and powers, these kinds of things remind me that that's the case. Um, But we have to remember that we have someone who's more powerful as well, Mm. and we just have to ensure that we are praying for and protecting our young people.
0: Very good. Thank you for uh, those words, uh, Tracy. Uh, David, before I'm uh, going to take a short break here, anything else you'd like to add?
2: Well, simply to say that sexuality is God's gift to humanity. It doesn't belong to the devil. Mm -hmm. I suspect that the devil is in fact not sexual
3: Mm -hmm. because
2: the true the true sexual being is Christ and his bride is the true sexual partner, the church. So it's got nothing to do with the devil, but he mimics and he lies. And um, this suggestion that an 18-year-old woman would have an affair with the devil and become pregnant is just bizarre in the extreme. It really is antichrist. It's inverting. The truth, um, and the truth is that to, to understand sexuality properly, you've got to understand that it's a pattern between Christ and the Church, and when you understand that, you understand everything you need to know about sexuality.
0: Absolutely right. Well, guys, uh, let's take a short break here, and um, I'm just going to announce the offer which we have for today before we are going to play a song, and this is the book, my dear friend, uh, Spirits of the dead. Uh, This is a book from uh, Joe Cruz, and uh, most Christians believe that the soul is immortal by uh, nature and that people go to heaven or hell the moment they die. But the Bible seems to say something radically different. This provocative uh, exploration of the nature of death also explains why knowing the truth is so important. Great book, to share with uh, your friends and family and uh, just understand a little bit more uh, on the nature of life after death. And this uh, book, my friend, <laughs> if you want to have it in your hands, you need to send us a text message with the code SA121. SA one hundred and twenty one to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Please don't uh, be shy and uh, start testing uh, the code. S.A. 121 to But right now, a song, a beautiful song by uh, Andrew Peterson. And the song is called Death, Meaning of Life. God Cares.
4: not the end here at this grave. This is just a hole that someone made. Every hole was made to fill, and every heart can feel it still. Our nature hates the vacuum. This is not the hardest part of all is just the seed that has to fall. All our lives we till the ground until we lay our sorrows down and watch the sky for rain. There is more. to turn.
0: Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with Nick Rita and in the studio with us here is Tracy Papandreou and also online uh, David De Lima from uh, Family Voice Australia. Uh, it's good to have you with us uh, my dear friend today and Tri I'll ask you to talk a little bit more about the offer which uh, we have prepared for today
1: yeah so sure. I wanted to um, encourage all of our listeners uh, to text in for this offer because it sounds like it's an interesting one and today is our last opportunity that this book will be available to you so thank you to those who have already texted in um, but get those get those thumbs and yeah. fingers with Warmed up to text through to us, and the number Nick is zero four triple eight
0: eight zero eight double
1: one. So the book uh, that we're promoting today is *Spirits of the Dead: Do They Speak and Hear* by Joe Cruz. Um, And we know that a lot of Christians believe that the soul is immortal by nature, and that people go to heaven or hell the moment they die. But is that actually what the Bible says? Because we know that the Bible is truth and we have to explore what it has to say. So the topics that this um, book deals with is things like... Can the soul die? What does it mean that the spirit returns to God after death? What did Jesus believe about the nature of death? Can the dead speak to the living today? And what about the thief on the cross? Mm. So these are all uh, interesting um, topics and I encourage you to text in to us today so that you might have that book in your hands to inform yourself uh, and, and maybe loved ones and friends that, that you have around you. Always go good to have some resources to be able to um, help people to understand what the Bible has to say on certain topics where there is quite a bit of confusion in the Christian world
0: Yes, thank you uh, Tracy for mentioning that. Uh, My dear friend, you need to send a text message with the code SA121 to 048880811 now, we have some messages coming through here, and we are going maybe to look at some of them as we go. But I'd just like to pose this question uh, again uh, today, Tracy and David. Uh, there For both of you, how did Christ respond to paranormal attacks? Tracy, would you be able to just uh, uh, take us into this uh, to learn a little bit how Jesus was uh, subject to this sort of... Uh, um, action
1: Sure. What are we talking about when we talk about paranormal attacks? I just wanted to start with the dictionary definition of that. Always good to ensure that we're all understanding the same thing when we talk about these uh, kinds of uh, events or occurrences. Um, So the dictionary tells us a paranormal event or power, for example, the appearance of ghosts cannot be explained by scientific laws and is thought to involve strange unknown forces. And one of the um, probably most well-known paranormal attack in the Bible that we that we know about is uh, Christ's temptation in the wilderness of the desert, and I'm just going to uh, read some of that through, just to refresh our minds on it for those who are not, who are aware of it, um, but also uh, to bring it to the attention, maybe to those who are newer to the Bible and not aware of it. So I'm reading in Luke four one 1- to. Thirteen. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, this is directly after his baptism, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for forty days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he he was hungry. And the devil said to him, "If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread." But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but... By every word of God, then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge of it over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the temp- devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time mm. so it's interesting we see that um jesus approach was the power of the word um so you know jesus is our example and we need to go back to the word and look at how he dealt with that's, all of that it's
0: very important that you mention that because uh, even last night, I had um, a discussion with some people around the table, a bit of uh, prayer time and uh, uh, looking into the Bible. And uh, uh, it was raised up uh, to our attention, this thing that why is God not uh, uh, directing our life in everything, take choices for ourselves and make it look all good and be all good? Um And I was uh, sharing that how amazing and important is that God put in us that freedom of choice Mm -hmm. to choose. And one of the things which we can choose is to look into the word of God, being uh, uh, equipped, if you like, for all uh, things uh, in life. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, to look at the we just came through a message mm-hmm. uh, as a message just came through in a moment but David I'm coming to you uh, for a moment here uh, what do you think about this is indeed a very well known uh, um, you know uh, uh, description in the Bible about uh, Jesus in the wilderness
2: yes it's uh, a classic story there in scripture mm. and it, um, it's absolutely right as Tracy says that Jesus was able to stand on the word of God fascinating how both Jesus and the devil seem to be quoting Deuteronomy at each other. Mm. They're both keen students of Scripture. (laughs) and So the devil devil has a keen interest in understanding these things. He didn't know who Jesus was, of course. Uh, He says, if you are. So he himself was uncertain. But because Jesus, unlike John the Baptist, didn't say, I'm not him, uh, because Jesus kind of evaded the question, uh, I think the devil became convinced that Jesus indeed was the Son of God, and then he provides further temptations to, to prove his credentials. Now, Jesus didn't need to prove anything to anyone. And, mm. uh, so, so he got no, he got no action, so to speak, from the devil. And, um, we, we need, need to understand that and, and live that way. We don't need to prove things to people. We, we have integrity because we are in Christ and um if people want to argue with us well we don't need to argue back we can just love them and and um, be gracious to them and sometimes not even answer their questions or uh we can we can refer to scripture and commend scripture mm. uh not to not to defend ourselves but to assert the truth about who God is and what he what he stands for.
0: That's correct.
1: And you know, one of the things that I get from that is how uh, Satan, you know, wanted to kind of put doubt around the whole identity of of Christ. And it's not the first time that he actually. Puts doubt around uh, God and His and His and His instructions and His commands. If we go back to Genesis, so at the very beginning, when we see Satan on the scene as a serpent, um, we see that um, so he was there tempting uh, Eve around. Uh, encouraging her to eat from a tree that God has specifically said, you know, you can eat, I've given you all of these trees, but this one, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I don't want you to touch it. And it was through his love. Yes, there was a test there of obedience, but it was through his love. He didn't want them to know Mm, evil. mm. He didn't want them to have to... You know, have that in their sphere of of awareness at all, but he, but the Satan's tactics were the same there when um, he said to Eve, "I'm um, looking at." Uh, three, Genesis three one. Um, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And she comes back and she, she tells him what she's been told. She understands what the instruction is. And then he just comes straight out and says, You will surely, you will not surely die. Mm. So he's placing that doubt cloud of doubt around God and his goodness, around God and uh, the wisdom of his instructions. And he he continues on after he says, you will not surely die. He says, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So he's planting the idea that God's holding back on you. Mm. You know, God's such such a wimp that he's worried that somebody's actually going to have as as much control as him. You know, he's he's completely defaming the character of God. And then so what happens is the woman starts reasoning to herself as to giving herself a justification. For why she should yes, be able to do this, so I think you know one of the things we can see with Christ in his um, situation in the temptation uh, in the in the wilderness is he doesn't give the devil an inch. He doesn't mm-hmm. give him any entry of the window to kind of get his foot in at all. He kind of says no. This is how it is. No, this is what the Word says. I think it's very interesting, as David pointed out, that Satan was quoting Scripture. And we need to be so aware that there will be those who will quote Scripture mm-hmm. and distort it mm-hmm. because it suits them to try to interpret things in such a way that will allow them to do things that they want to do that are not of God's will, but they want to kind of, you know, I like to say there are some people who do calisthenics almost to try and justify being able to do things that they want to do that God sells, says not to do. Yes. you know. So Christ is very firm. He doesn't enter into things with the enemy. He stands on the word and he is sure of who he is in his father.
0: Yeah, I think you, you pointed out so well and I was thinking the same thing as David was mentioning that uh, the devil satan and jesus they knew the bible both of them and but the devil is always to mis uh misquote misquote, misrepresent you know the truth the word of god Mm -hmm. and jesus is standing firm for the word of god never changes you know god is not saying today one thing and tomorrow another thing god is the same and another thing which just came in my mind now is that um, it's almost like you know they they have the encounter Jesus and the um, devil in heaven on Jesus' territory to say so and now it's on uh, on this earth on the devil territories which he uh, he claimed but actually heavens and earth God is the creator of heaven and earth uh, belongs to God Amen. but it's interesting how um, how the enemy attacks and he's not shy. He's not trying to, to put his foot into, into our life. Mm. And Jesus gave us an example that we, you need to respond with the word of God. You cannot stand, uh, before him on your own. No. But you need to stand with the word of God. And I think this is very, very important. Now, uh, David, I'm not sure if you have uh, a comment on that or not, but I want to come to a, um, a text just coming up here because I want to, this, uh, this text to address it very briefly because it comes as a response to what we share on the World Watch uh, segment, uh, David. Um, uh, Tracy, would you be able to just read the, the message coming through? Sure.
1: This is a message from Margie. So thank you, Mar- Margie, for, um, your text. And she said, can I ask you guys a question which has just come to my mind? Perhaps, you won't be able to answer it. God could, though, I'm sure. If young people's brains aren't fully developed until the mid-20s, why did God allow them the sexual desires and emotions so early in life? Could he not have held, withheld those desires until the youngsters were able to control themselves better? Perhaps less problems such as abortion would then occur.
0: I'm coming to you, David, if you like just a thought on this one, because yeah, that's a, that's a, that's fair, a, valid, point. a valid point and a good question.
2: Mm. <laughs> yes it's a, that is a fascinating question which I've never thought about before, but here's my answer and that is that God doesn't make children who are fully formed um, I mean ideally we would say that the the, the, the the child would knock on the door one day would open the door now they would be 18 years old they know how to go to the toilet they know how to drive the car they know how to not have tantrums they know how to eat properly uh, well it just isn't that way um, the whole the whole point of God revealing himself as Heavenly Father is that there is a very awkward journey which starts off in childhood and goes through adolescence and into adulthood. Mm. And it's a, it's a marvelous journey. Uh, mothers and fathers look at each other sometimes and say, where are we going wrong? Uh, what are we doing wrong? And so they really need to fasten their seatbelt and hang on for dear life. But this is how God has made the world. And um, for that, that reason, <clears throat> we, we don't uh, have sexuality sort of turned on at the age of 21. Mm. And, and and what that really means is that is that human sexuality, like every, every other aspect of life, our ability to speak, to walk, to behave ourselves, to have good manners, to love our neighbor and even love our enemies, all of this has to be inculcated over time it's not like a switch that can be switched on and off Uh, and uh, if god had made it that way he would rob humanity of the lesson to learn about his own grace and goodness towards us
3: so the bible
2: says that as as a father carries his son so i have carried you now that's a wonderful image of of a father carrying the baby but in fact it's it's much more than that it's (laughs) carrying <laughs> it's carrying all the problems. Mm. It's carrying all the all the broken windows and, and all, all the spilt milk and, and the, the pranged car and it's it's carrying all of that.
3: That's yes. what
2: fathers must carry. Yep. So but that's I, the way I would, God has made the world.
1: I would also like to make a point that um, we see changes happening in society which is also changing the physical trajectory of children as well for example years ago many years ago girls would start their first period much later mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. than they do now and we see 10-year-olds um, with their with their period yeah, and you're, yep. when you've got your period you're you're You've basically got the equipment to, yeah. to have a baby. Yeah. Um, so there's something going on there too. You know, I sometimes think about is it to do with um, the way we eat these days? Are there um, – oh, I've, I've heard um, uh, propositions that uh, – Lots of women taking the pill and that actually, their, their urine getting into the sea and people eating fish that are somehow affected from I don't know how true mm, that is. Mm. But th- there is something going on that children are becoming more sexually equipped if you like, at, early at age. an earlier age. Yeah, I think so you, you have
0: a very good point there, and I uh, I will um, yeah support that because uh, whatever we do, even in terms of uh, what the media presents, you know, and um, stirring up, if you like, uh, mm. all the um, emotions and all the feelings, you know, um, a text just come in my mind, and I was thinking, uh, I think it's in uh, somewhere in the, in Proverbs, if I'm not wrong, uh, when uh, one of the wisest men on earth uh, it says not to stir up. Mm. Not to stir up the, um, you know, feelings, the sexual feelings before time. And you're right, uh, Tracy, because I remember, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago uh, or even more that people, they were around, uh, uh, as our listener is pointing out, around 20 and 21. And they never had even a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, there was no time. was time. For something else, and then all of a sudden, at the right time, it, it, people started to um, to connect on these uh, aspects.
1: And you're right, Nick, because you know these days <laughs> it's almost every every program you look at, people are jumping into bread straight away with each other, and yeah. it's and it's such a uh, normalised thing, you know, younger and younger and younger that's being portrayed on the screen. So, Mm. you know, there's there's some things going on. I'm not quite sure that we understand all of what's going on, but there's certainly a physical change happening that is bringing – uh child, t- children to be sexually equipped earlier yeah. on.
0: I think yeah we we approach this uh, passage and give quite a bit of time. David yeah. did you wanted to say something? I heard your uh-
2: <laughs> Yes indeed. Uh, you're quoting the Song of Songs there. you, you romantic old fool
0: you
2: yes i I thought it was
0: somewhere there you know i wasn't quite sure it was you
2: got the author right yeah solomon so do not stir up or awaken love until it desires and um i think that that's uh that's a very important piece of advice is that we've completely over sexualized uh, even little children now yes Uh, there are little kids who are on diets because they think they're too fat uh, let them be kids, for goodness sake. Mm. Are they going to grow up fast enough as it is? So Indeed. the entire world has become highly sexualized, and um, yes. I think there's some truth in what Tracy's saying also about uh, hormones and, and such things, pollution, uh, that's that's also brought about some, some biological changes that are not very helpful.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I hope that... The answer in some way you know uh, my dear friend uh, uh, listening and sending those messages please send messages to us because we try to answer as best as we can but tracy i'm coming to you now and we talked a little bit about uh, jesus encounter with the devil with uh, satan himself um are there any other examples of uh, encounters uh, between christ and and the uh, evil ones you know i mean the even- so another
1: another prominent one mm. is when uh, Christ comes across the. This is in uh, Luke eight. Christ comes across uh, the man who's been completely possessed by a legion of um, of demons, and what's interesting is um, Christ actually uh, he he. He does have a brief encounter, you know, a brief conversation, if you like, um, when he says to the man, Jesus asked him, saying, "What is your name?" And the man said, "Legion," because many de- demons had entered, entered him, and they begged him. This is the the demons. They begged him that they that he would not command them to go out into the abyss, and so we see there that. Christ has a has a very brief interaction in speaking with the demon but what I would like to point out is there's a very big difference between us and Christ Christ has the authority we have the authority in his name but we are not Christ mm. so I One point I would make is that we need to be very, very careful what we engage in, that we do not find ourselves in an interaction with Satan and his demons before we know it. You know, what we need to think about is Jesus didn't go around demon busting. He didn't go searching out the demons. He dealt with them when he came across them. He dealt with them with authority. Um, so I just want to say to people, you know, we need to be extremely careful to avoid any engagement with demons. And we were talking earlier about media consumption. I think that's a really important thing because, um, do you know, I I, I actually um, uh, was in a lecture once on on uh, from i think it was the, the dementia association and they were talking about the fact that when you when you watch tv your brain is um actually less active than when you're asleep okay and so we need to be very careful about media consumption because you know um our brain is not perhaps Depending on what we're watching, hmm. not perhaps turned on and alert as 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 much as it needs to be when we are consuming uh, media. and so it's very easy for the Satan to come in and bring suggestive ideas into our mind without us even realising that those have been planted within us. I also remember a situation years ago when a colleague told me that he had been to a seance the night before, and he, I can only explain it this way. It was like he was ashen-faced and all he wanted to do was to make me aware that it wasn't about just a bit of fun. He said there is a very, very dark side to that stuff, Tracy. Do not go anywhere Mm. near it. So some people tend to think, you know, it's all a bit of fun, all this tarot reading and stuff, you know. Um, Beware. I would say it might be sound like I'm being dramatic, but if you are aware of the power of the enemy, you know, and 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 Jesus said in that wilderness situation, do not tempt, tempt the Lord your God. Don't deliberately put yourself into situations where you may be on the enemy's ground, yes. expecting, assuming that Christ will. God will save you in that situation. Um, We just need to be very careful
0: about about that. Well, look, uh, time is going uh, very fast and we're almost uh, at the end of our program. Uh, My dear friend, I don't want you to miss on this offer which we have for today, uh, Spirits of the Dead. By Joe Cruz, you can request this book by sending us a text message with the code S A one two one to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And I'll also I also like to just answer to the reply from that message. And uh, our friend is saying that uh, she's not talking about uh, uh, that choice that uh, young people they cannot make sensible choices when they are young and that's uh, true but the push is that uh, they should make choices you know uh, even when they are 2-3 years old in, in terms of uh, sexuality for example or other things and other things you're right actually that's what we are here to equip to teach as parents and God is uh, teaching us in the Bible. David and Tracy maybe a 30 seconds uh, take uh, home point
2: I'm reminded of in Acts chapter 19, there is the story of the seven sons of Siva who were going around trying to drive out demons in the Lord's name. And they would say, and this is uh, verse 13 of chapter 19, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. But then the demon replied, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Mm. So we we can't mess around. We can't play this game of Christianity. We've got to take our faith in the Lord seriously. Amen. And only as, as we are in Christ do we have the authority to live lives which can be work miracles and which can be lives of integrity and righteousness
0: Yes, thank you uh, David. Very short Tracy, we are going to be cut off otherwise
1: Stay fortified in the word, use prayer and scripture to counter attacks that the enemy may bring against us and keep yourselves physically strong and well to the best of your ability because that's when Satan will come and try and attack when you're down and out and, and uh, not in a good shape
0: Thank you so much, everyone, for uh, your questions, for listening today. Uh, Please join us again next time when we are going to talk about radical teachings in the parables of Christ. Until then, may God richly bless you and a wonderful time in uh, the footsteps of Jesus.